This is MJ. Welcome to Red Panda Report Special Report Number Three. One Last Chance. So this time I'm talking about Episode Seventeen of Season One of the Red Panda. I'm sorry, not of the Red Panda, of The Shadow, which is why it's a special episode. Uh, so this is Season 1, Episode 17, Sabotage. It originally aired January 16th, 1938. And I'll just jump right on into it. By the way, uh, if you want to, you can pause this, go back into the feed, go back into the show notes, or go back onto mjmunoz.com, and you can find the link for the episode. It'll be... Uh, I think it'll be called episode, this is episode, this is the special number three, so this will be 2.5, because it's before three, right? And that'll, that's where you can find Sabotage. So anyway, listen to that bad boy, and then come back here and hear me talk about it. Alright, now that you've done that, I want to tell you what I thought was off this episode. The exposition conversation between Lamont and Margot would have been much better as a description from the narrator. Perhaps the dialogue could have been reworked so that it would work out... Uh, more smoothly and more naturally between the two of them, but the way it was here, it was just odd. Excuse me, I just got a report from the Sanctum. Let me see, let me recover where I was. Oh yes, there we go. The dialogue could have been more natural for the exposition. Uh, they came quite close in the current iteration of the episode to saying, as you know, which, uh, you know, you're not supposed to do, right? Anyway, moving on to the stuff that I thought was on, that was very good in the performance of the episode, is the terror in the voices of the men dying uh, of sabotage in the montage uh, that started the episode is chilling. It felt so very real. Um, yeah, it actually uh, moved me a little bit hearing these guys dying. And uh, I know it was fake, I know it was for radio, and it was for the drama of a show, but it just really hit me. So, good on them. Something I found odd was uh, Onheim and the Shadow have a standoff similar to that from the Temple Bells of Nibon, but I find it exciting. There is tension in the scene. Again, another transmission from the Sanctum, interrupting my, uh, my transmission here, um, my recording. Anyway, uh, so yeah, there's a similar standoff like from the Temple Bells of Nibon, but I really felt the tension here. Um, I think it's because Onheim, uh, has the gas in the room and it's hurting him. Um, and he, uh, let me see, what are there? Gases? Is it because Onheim gasses and threatens to shoot the shadow himself? Oh, maybe because he's handling it himself as opposed to relying on a hired gunman to do it for him. Or is it because Onheim is affected by the gas too? I'm not sure. Uh, but that is a good detail that I do enjoy them including there. Alright, and there were some gadgets at play in this episode. Um, Margo uses a shortwave radio setup. Uh, Lamont mentions a frequency he uses as the shadow. It's unclear to me if he has a personal radio device on him, or if he can somehow use his powers or natural magic, as he might call it, to communicate in a way that she can pick up on with said equipment. That's kind of weird. Red Panda, you'll see, he and Flying Squirrel both have radio rings. <laughs> and uh, they use them. Um, so, talking about this villain, Dr. Onheim, uh, he's a doctor at a sanitarium and the head of a sabotage ring. I don't think it is ever explained why he is sabotaging military ships, but Lamont and Margot speak of the shadow working for his country. Uh, on this case, is it possible that Onheim was part of the German-American Bund and working to undermine U.S. forces? The German-American Bund, or GAB, was established in 1936. This episode would have taken place, you would imagine, in 1938. 
Um, Captain America punched out Hitler on a comic book cover in 1941 as part of an effort um, from certain individuals to try to get the United States involved in World War II, among other things. So it's reasonable that that could be what that's about. Uh, I didn't really pick up any, any nuggets of lore from this episode. I really enjoy Sabotage overall. It's a very tense episode. That mix in the beginning of all the guys dying to Sabotage is, is terrible. And like I said, for some reason, there's really good tension with the professor dying and then, or the doctor Onheim dying. And then it's interesting, um, the Shadow warns Onheim that he has sabotaged his boat so it'll become a death trap for him. And he doesn't believe the Shadow. He flees on it and he dies anyway as the Shadow's recovering and the cops come in to help because he had Margot call them. Um, it's tied up really nicely, and it's tidy, and Onheim is a bad guy, uh, but it's interesting how clever he is and how he can detect the shadow or guess that the shadow is there in the room with him, and it's just, it was a really fun episode. Um, the actress for Margot Lane isn't the typical one or isn't the one from the first couple episodes. Um, she was out or something, um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around, you're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.